back to another episode of Musings on Madison. Or I guess it's not welcome back. It's welcome to another episode of Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dave Melton, the site manager at Second City Hockey. You can find me on Twitter at dmelt 57 And we got so much critical acclaim from last week's episode that we recorded during a live during a Blackhawks game. And by critical acclaim, I mean, I think one person told me they enjoyed it. So we're sad we're going to do it again as the Blackhawks are about to face off against the New York Islanders and have got all the line mates assembled to discuss the things that have happened with the Chicago Blackhawks for the last week and maybe talk some people off the edge and all of that, but we'll, uh, we'll see where it goes. So up first, the analytics styling of second city hockey, you can find on Twitter at Jehosa's witness. And they like me have probably spent the last few hours trying to figure out how to pronounce the name Pedro Grafal. It's shepherd price. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what there was like an Astros bench coach who was in the running. I don't what happened to that guy because he was uh, younger. Uh, yeah, like Pedro Estrada or something. That's like it, yeah. That the everybody on the internet was convinced the White Sox were going to hire him a week ago, and now it's this guy instead. But all the reviews are good, so I don't care. Yeah, well, I, I think again, it's just like objectively worst team. How much of that is on him? Because the Kansas City Royals haven't been. Better than the White Sox. Well, but I don't think he was the manager. No, but he was the so, bench coach. So, it's how much of that responsibility is there? Well, if you if, if you're, like if, if, if you're the you're bench coach for a him. shitty roster, how much of a how much of it is your fault? And I guess there was talk that he was like, because Ned Yost is like the grumpy old man, kind of like Tony Russa, and that Grafal was the guy steering Yost more towards the like. Here's some new information that people think about with baseball now. Oh, if he's so, a if he's a if, he, if he's a wit plus person, I'm I'm down. Um, well, but, uh, we'll see. I I, yeah. I don't. But all 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 reports are good reports so far. So I I uh, I won't be able to get mad about the White Sox at least until like May now. So that's no. That's a nice. There's form. there's one. There's only one team I'm at, I'm currently mad at. Well, it's it's yeah. It's well, not this one. And it's okay. not even it's not even this okay. one. Okay, that's good. Well, then we won't even, and then we won't talk about the other one. It's because it's, we got the, someone, uh, it's the Honolulu Blue one. Yeah, well, we don't care about them. So, so, so uh, also with us this evening, he is the Second City Hockey, where Brendan Murphy is the counterparts. You can find him on Twitter at Mill182. It's Mill Savage. Oh, Brendan. My guy. How's I, it going? I, there's just been, there's been a lot of Taylor Swift talk in these channels the last couple of weeks, and I feel like we need to bring it back into like our direction of the musical world. So I figured counterparts <laughs> was a good place to start. Oh yeah, for sure. And like, I mean, there's, there's some new music out there. Like, uh, yeah, I think architects had some new stuff out recently. Um, I mean, I was going through the old release radar today. There's some Hawthorne Heights, a uh, song out there. So, you know, I know y'all heard Swift. the new, y'all heard the new Demi Lovato. Cause that's some of the best pop punk I've heard in years. I I'm gonna, uh, a no, I have it. And B, I'm going to have a significantly higher bar than Demi than well there's I just refuse to believe that that sentence is true. I'm sorry, Shay. It's so good. It's such a good album. 
it's but music so well music subjective so whatever uh also with us this evening she's not on twitter but you can find her at secondcityhockey.com under the name lbr where she is second city hockey's bull and wall of text it is betsy well, we can bring it back to taste with. <laughs> <laughs> no, why? What? What? Are you registered? Are you registered? Betsy, gonna, are you registered? I am not because I'm going to try to get through work. Um, I've I've gotten the last one I got through work. Wait, great. Is so. this is this registered for tickets for her tour? You have to yeah, get reg- Eric, Jesus sure. Christ. Ready, ready for it. <laughs> I mean, good for you know, good for her. Happy for happy for all her fans, but. Christ, you have to register to get tickets? For fuck's sake. I mean, I think a lot of bands should do stuff like that because it would help with um, I will, scalpers well, ahead she, of time. I was going to say, is she doing this because like she's selling it through her own website to like get away from Ticketmaster and those bastards? Because if she's doing it for that reason, cool. I, I Then I'm totally in support of that, but... I don't know. I just know that that does help in that regard. Like when you, when you do stuff like that. So, um, same thing when you do like capital one pre-sales or anything like that or whatever city, city, all those stupid pre-sales, um, <laughs> all, all, all those dumbass things that people do now, all, yeah. all the credit cards trying to get <laughs> in on that. Those help. Yeah. No, so. I, I, uh, I, I, again, I just, it's a uh, very, unfamiliar place for me to get into because the last show i went to i think had maybe like four to five hundred people there so uh i i can't really speak too much on what it's like to like i think she's playing in soldier field so yep. mm-hmm. i mean i did i did go see elton john there so i yeah i it's um the big ni- nice venue i guess for a concert yeah i was and gonna say the last all the last the last two that i went to were both arena concerts it was ariana grande and then queen um, but I went to Kesha at a smaller venue, um, just because they, I mean, it was smaller ish is a venue called Ro- the Roxy. That's near truest field, um, okay. here. So where the Braves play outside of Atlanta, cause they're the Cobb County Braves. Um, <laughs> I mean, they are, <laughs> they are not in Atlanta. They're not you even are, in the same County as you Atlanta. Are, you are correct. Uh, oh, hey, while we're well, since I mentioned Soldier Field a few seconds ago, Mill, how much am I going to love Chase Claypool? Um, he's very talented. I think you'll like him because Justin Fields will have a target now. I mean, he's 6'4. I, I'm um, also incredibly biased because, um, in Notre Dame, yeah, because Notre Dame. So, no, I, and it's I gonna adored be good. Chase Claypool when he was in college. I thought he was a delight. So, it's going to be good for him to play in front of a lot of Notre Dame fans who are also Bears fans. He's just, it, it comes down to like the logistics of the contract and how many receivers the Steelers have. And he's just not really like a Pittsburgh y type. I don't know. Like, I think how, they thought he was going to be something else. Yeah. Well, <laughs> don't we all? But we all, but we all I, thought I mean, I we like were going to be somebody else, Mill. <laughs> but but I, I like him. I think you you guys will enjoy him, and and he's a nice like piece to to have there for Fields. Yeah. All right. Well, hey. Uh, but let's uh, let's pivot to the the real reason we've all gathered here, not Chase Claypool or Taylor Swift or anything else. It's uh, the Chicago Blackhawks played three games. Well, I guess three and a half because we were talking during the last game uh, when they ended up beating the Florida Panthers four to two. Since then, they've lost three in a row, which means we've been able to pull Shea back from the ledge that they were about to jump off of uh, during last week's recording. So uh, it was a regulation loss to Edmonton and then overtime losses to Buffalo and Minnesota. Uh, I don't think anybody was too surprised by it. And now we're really going to find out what this team is going to be like because Seth Jones 
has a broken thumb. So he's out for roughly a month and um, he was playing 25 minutes a night. So a team that was already not very good and didn't really have any depth now just lost its number one defenseman. So Shay, uh, how, how are things on the ledge? Oh, it's really, it's really good because uh, Jack Johnson's going to be playing 30 minutes a night. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, fantastic. So- <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. Well, that's it. <laughs> Thanks, Shay. <laughs> I mean, again, like they were close losses. They were what they were what you wanted if you're going to lose this season because you should. Uh, but they were what you wanted. There was, there was all one goal losses against teams that are e- were either playoff teams last year or who might be this year. They're, the Buffalo Sabers are off to a very good start. Um, and yeah, some of it unsustainable in terms of the goaltending. Yes, but. Uh, Maybe, I like, think, maybe, I, maybe Eric Comrie's fine. I think Buff, uh, the Buffalo Sabres now are like what you want the Hawks to be in a year or two. Yeah. Uh, again, early returns, they've only played like eight or nine games, but they've got two number one picks on the blue line. And then uh, Cozens was what, like six or seven, roughly. Like eight. And they've got a handful of other young guys like uh, Casey Middlestad and Tage Thompson uh, filling out the roster. So like, there, there's a decent young core there that like very early returns again this season, but they're starting to look like a team that might not miss the playoffs for like the 12th season in a row. I mean, so. they're in one of the hardest conferences in hockey, but, uh, or hard, hardest divisions in hockey. I was going to say hard. There's only two conferences, but <laughs> yeah, they're in one of the hardest divisions in hockey, but they're like, okay. They're doing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Betsy, what about you? Any, uh, big thoughts or observations from the last week? Uh, so, I kind of i I want them to have entertaining games. So the the last game was entertaining, and the Edmonton game was entertaining. But the the Buffalo Sabers game was like soul suckingly like <laughs> depressing um, because they even though they scored you know first and had a lead and everything like that, and it looked all right, they were playing horribly. Like it was their messiest game ever. And then they followed it up with a game that they played better in, but turnovers were worse. Uh, it was the first time we saw a lot, a lot of turnovers and a lot of um, exit zone fails. They have been pretty good at transitioning. They can't, they're still bad at cycling and getting the puck in the zone for long periods of time. They do it occasionally. And when they do, they tend to score, which is actually nice. But um, I don't think that they've played, they didn't play well in the latter two games. Um, and I don't care how they, if they win or lose, I prefer losing, but I pre- I'd like to see them play better. And one of the stats that they had done well in the first few games, including the Colorado game um, a little bit, was they kept quality chances against down. They're not good at possession, so they're not going to do that. But the last few games, including the Edmonton one, that were not good at that. And I kind of don't, don't want them to slip on that. Like, that's the one thing they have going for them. Because um, the goals are going to regress to not good because they're <laughs> – <laughs> it's because they don't have a lot of players with uh historical well they also just aren't season. they're not generating uh chances that are sustainable like they're scoring on more chances than they should probably in, in terms of probability mike kelly on nhl just like they had like a big segment uh where they were going through teams and going is this a is this a trick or is this a treat because it's halloween um oh it is Blackhawks- breaking news yeah, so Blackhawks came up, and of course, they were, all the people were like, yeah, it's obviously a trick. You know, like, it's not sustainable. But his, obviously, Mike Kelly's analysis is 
Well, I mean, we, we had the game show. Is it sustainable at second city hockey last yes. Monday? And we, uh, Bob Barker quickly determined from the grave that is Bob Barker no longer with us. Did I just kill Bob Barker? I thought he passed away recently. I don't know. Uh, but the, yeah, the, Bob Barker oh, is dead. You're clear. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. You're in the clear. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to exit. Uh, but yeah, the, the whole, like going through all the numbers and like looking at how they won games, like, Oh, none of this is going to last. So it, it felt like the market correction for what had happened. The first handful of games has arrived already and now we'll see where it continues from there because it does seem like the schedule gets there there's there's more and more like better teams showing up and like teams that aren't off to miserable starts like like they did lose the minnesota on sunday night who was one of the better teams in the last season although they were having a dreadful start to the season so uh, i i think there's more like i think carolina's lurking on the roster or excuse yeah. me, on the schedule this week. Uh, the Kings are there, and the Kings, I think, are off to a decent start. So there's some there's some higher-grade opponents coming up, and we'll find out uh, just what we really think about this Blackhawks team after that stretch of games. Uh, oh, you know, and I, I guess we should bring Mill in, too, to get in some of Mill's thoughts. So, Mill, uh, please, join join the party. Oh, I don't really have any thoughts. Um, <laughs> oh, all right. They're, See ya. They're, uh, yeah, they're playing, uh, I think, on par with what we said earlier in the season. And I think Shay and Betsy kind of harped on it uh, last podcast. They're not going to keep scoring and sustaining those fluky, you know, weird opportunities. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they're going to lose uh, games. They're going to be in games close. I guess that's nice to see that the coach isn't a fool. Totally. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And it's I'm trying to like this is going to be the season long struggle with this team is to try to like figure out how much you can learn about the coach and the system being implemented when he's got a lot of players who may not even be in the NHL in a few years, let alone on this team. So maybe it shouldn't be now. <laughs> maybe they, maybe they're only here because this team is not really too concerned about the results of the season. At least and maybe they really shouldn't be playing half an hour. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, at least his suit is okay tonight. I, yeah, I, it's kind of funny. Like uh, you mentioned that, last Tuesday. And then I don't know if it was somebody on Twitter, if it was on the broadcast, but they, like, CTA, were, I think. they were complimenting Richardson's suit. And I was like, Oh, must be a much better look than he had the other night. Much yeah, but was, CTA was dragging him yeah, on Twitter. Though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, the other, it was like a black suit, white shirt, red, reddish time. Like this more, more traditional combo look better. I, I haven't seen the suit tonight, but you said uh, it's, a good it's look. just dark suit, white shirt, dark right. tie. I mean, hard to fuck that up. <laughs> Glad, glad we got the Luke Richardson suit review out of the way early. Um, but you know, important it, thing here. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, everything else, it's like, uh, you know, Luke Richardson's suit game is going to be around in the next few seasons a hell of a lot longer than like Jack Johnson and Jared Tenorti are. So nah, don't fucking don't curse us. Don't like, jinx that's, us. That, that's what I, I keep. Uh, that There was a discussion, I think, uh, somewhere in our uh, comment section today about like why Jared Tenorti's around. And I don't necessarily like. I don't think he would be here if there were different circumstances for the season. I, it really feels like he is just someone's got to eat these minutes. So might as well be Tenorti. Like okay, this is blood warm. All right. Put him in. What'd you why, say, Betsy? I, so my, my problem with it is, is why is he eating so many minutes? That's yeah. I like, I actually looked it up as we were talking. Uh, Jack Johnson played 24, 20 uh, in the last game, which was the yeah, first game. I'm of telling you. Jones, and he had not, 
bullpen over 24 minutes since January of 2020. So uh, that I, that was not I and I, I it's I'm not thinking Jack John. Go ahead, Betsy. Sorry. Well, no, no, you're fine. I was just I was gonna say that like honestly, Jack Johnson hasn't been terrible. He hasn't been good. I'm not saying he's been good. I just think he's been fine. Um, and then, but my problem is I don't, I still, I've said this before on the podcast. I don't like that the two youngest guys are the rotating pair. That seems yeah. counterproductive to any sense of wanting to develop them. Like we all agree that Caleb Jones is not very good right now, but he has p- at least potential. They're never going to reach that potential if he rotates out. And then Roos has shown in a very small sample that he is poised and good. Um, so I, yeah, I just, he's in now like Roos and C Jones are playing well, together. I think. Uh, well, right keep now. an eye. Cause something very bad's about to happen. And uh, Caleb Jones gets beat on a play and, uh, I'm watching. There's the clock is stopped at 17:04, and I think you're all about to see what I just saw. Oh no, I've seen it. I, okay. I have seen it. Uh, yeah, I'm hopefully... behind. I'm at like 17:20. Okay, well, you're you're not too Oof. far away. But uh, we were talking uh, about goalie depth and playing young players, and hopefully, dead he's... guys. Yeah. Uh, hope. I, I'm just stalling as long as I can, Bessie. Did you see the collision yet? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Alex Taylor okay. just got ran over by Sezikis, is that? I don't know. But somebody ran him over from the Islanders, and uh, I don't know if he's staying in the game or not, but we might be getting an Harvard Soda Bomb appearance, uh, although he is getting a penalty for that because they're showing him in the box. But Harvard Soda Bomb did not perform poorly this first game. Was, no, he was good. I, yeah. That's what, that is one young player we can talk about that he – uh, it's funny watching him play after watching Alex Daylock play so consistently because Soderblom is, is the exact opposite. Like nice call, like pretty much always in the crease, always in position, nice compact style. As far as Alex Daylock is just all over the goddamn place all the time. It's crazy. Uh, it looks like Soderblom is coming in. Stalock's heading to the bench. Oh my God. Though. Why did they? So again, like I was talking about like the Blackhawk had been doing pretty well with quality control the minute their actual goalie that maybe could be useful in the future. They're like, nah, bro, we're going to let like it hit almost like 25 uh, fucking high danger chances this game. And it's like, excuse you. That's like how many scoring chances you should be giving up maybe (laughs) in a game, much less high danger in that close. Um, I was like, why are you doing this? So yeah, he played really well considering the quality quantity and quality that he faced. He, I think he faced the highest number of shots to as well. And apparently uh Sezikis is getting a major for that. So yikes. Yeah. What that happens? A, what happens d- if Stalock is, I know that Mirazik's coming back soon. I think they said like maybe next week. Um, but the d- dudes in Rockford are, uh, Jason. Isn't Jackson it, Stauber yeah, isn't Jackson Stauber? some guy named Wells? Who yeah, yeah isn't, 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 isn't Jackson? Was, yeah, it's Jackson. I, yeah, Jackson First Stauber. Weirdly spelled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and then I I remember thinking like there was a a brief thought for a while that the Hawks might add another veteran goalie just to have one in the organization. And uh they might ha- they might need to sign someone. I I don't know what goals are available. I think they're throwing Sezikis out of the game. Yeah, he's getting a game misconduct. Yeah, I mean he should like that was that was intentional. It looked like it anyway. 
So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, oh, fuck. They need to stop breaking. And poor Stalock, I want mm. him to do, I want I him. I feel like he didn't throw the elbow, though. Like, he kind of just ran into him. Because, uh. like, if you look, it's like, I don't like it, but also fucking Stalock was, like, right there. It's a, that's a rough one. That's just a terrible, like, collision. I, just, I think he could have, I get the Stalock was out a little bit, but I, I feel like <laughs> Zekas didn't try even a little bit. Yeah, like there, there, there's. I believe the way the rule is written is that the player is like has some level of responsibility for getting out of the goalie's way, and it just, it's, and I just there was there was plenty of space to do so. Like I look at for a second, Zekas was trying to go across the face of the goalie, and when that wasn't going to happen, he just tried to run him over, and you can't do that to a goalie. Not only did he, but he was also in a like bad position because he like <laughs> rammed him into the net too. Like did you see him like- break his stick in the hallway. No, no, it I like fucking uh, like the Bash brother getting kicked out of the game in Mighty Ducks. <laughs> um, oh, uh, was that Dean Portman or Fulton yeah, when he gets kicked out on the yeah. on the first draw and he's like throwing the 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 bench or whatever the stools. Yeah, yeah well, so uh, I, I again, I uh, we'll see what happens with Staylock, but it appears uh, Soda Bomb is going to be the the guy for at least the rest of this period. Um, Scott Darling is on the broadcast, so I don't know if he's going to be able to show up as an emergency goalie, but, um, yeah, the Hawks might have some, uh, goaltending depth issues at the moment, but, uh, I, you know what, but before we, uh, I before think, we straight, go I ahead, think, Betsy. by the way, um, St- I think, I believe Stauber is actually, uh, injured right now. So the next up would be Dylan Wells, who started oh, the yeah. season in the ECHL. Yeah. I, I think somebody is going to, uh, there might have to be a contract thrown out to somebody. I again, I have no idea what goalies are out there. What's a uh, Jean Jean Francois Barube up to these days? Enjoying retirement, probably. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. What's but, Jeff Glass up to? <laughs> <laughs> what's uh? I was trying to think. If there's any other goalies that season. There were other goalies that season, but uh, I think they've. What's maybe Corey Crawford's coming back? No, we we wouldn't do that to Crawford. Um, no. But hey, speaking <laughs> of uh, no, I I don't have a segue for this. But uh, Phil Kershev's on the ice right now, and just wanted to take a moment to do our uh, Philip Kershev appreciation minute because he's had some had some pretty good games. Uh, that line with Taves and Kershev and Taylor Radish has been probably the Hawks' best in the last handful of games. Uh, I think they were put together in the Edmonton game or maybe soon after that. It was after uh, right after spent, Tyler Johnson got hurt, right? They spent like two minutes together in one of the games that I covered, and now I'm blank. It was the Sharks game, okay. um, and they were easily like those two minutes were like the like it was like three shifts, and they were the only line that did anything of like like it was just like really powerful. And the next game, they put them together. So, but yeah, like they've they've had all the they've been in the positive for all of the possession numbers, and. Uh, and they had like, I believe they scored a couple of goals and haven't given up any against and they're not starting in the offensive zone every single time. So it's not like they're getting sheltered minutes of any kind, like they're just playing well. So that's, and that's encouraging to see because two thirds of that line could be potential long-term pieces here. And I guess the third part of it might be trade piece. So that's, that's a win, win, win for everybody involved. The, 
best line prior to that was the third line, which also had when Kurashev was on it. And it was Lafferty, Kurashev, and Dickinson. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. I wonder what the co- the tie-in connection is there. Hey, we've got we've got Ben Pope on the bandwagon because he wrote in the Sun-Times uh, earlier. I think it was over the weekend. Uh, the headline was something on the lines of, uh, he's playing well in every line he's p- been put on. Yeah, so. he's, driving, he's driving possession. Like, not to take... Like, obviously, uh, Lafferty and Dickinson were doing really well on the penalty kill, and they look fine on five on five, but obviously, most of their points have come not five on five. And Kurashev is just like, I love, like, right before the season started, was like the call to arms of like somebody was like, I just don't understand what anybody sees in Kurashev. And I, you were, Dave was like, This is like the bad thing. <laughs> yes. Come in. Yes. And I was like, Listen here. Sir. <laughs> No, I, I feel my, very my dude or dudette. Listen, <laughs> um, I think we all feel a little bit vindicated. I hope, I hope he carries it through the season because he did have bursts of this last year too, but not as high. You know, like not as well last year. The year before that, he was more consistent, but again, not he wasn't hitting that peak. But he was like twenty. Yeah, and it, and it, it's you know he's still relatively young. Uh, this is a big year for him because it is the end of his entry-level deal. And uh, not that he's going to command a lot in free agency, it, it, but he'll still be restricted anyway. But it's just – that's usually like after your three-year entry-level contract expires, that's where the team – most teams usually feel like they have a decent understanding of what a guy is going to be. And what happens with the player during – after that contract expires is usually a pretty telltale sign of their future – with the organization. Like if, if the Hawks happen to lock him up for on a bridge deal or something before the season expires, I think you have a pretty good sign that the Hawks believe is a long-term piece. If they wait till the off season and tender him and, and don't offer him a contract, that's probably or like they only offer him the uh, qualifying offer that goes to a restricted free agent. That might be a sign that he is not as highly thought of in the organization as he is say on this podcast. So uh, but we'll, I guess we'll uh, we'll cross those bridges when we get there. Hopefully, he can, can continue playing well. Hey, uh, the Hawks, by the way, are uh, just about done with this five minute power play, and it says for the game they have three shots on goal, and that can't be good. So I, I've I've been half watching and half chatting with this group here, but uh, looks like the power play was a giant bag of shit. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> yeah, no, it was not good. I'm a little bit farther. I still I'm I still have more power play left. My stream is really far. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. sorry to spoil it. No, nothing good happens. Well, nothing was happening in the first <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they but, spoiled themselves, okay? Well, like, I mean, like, the, their their point man is gone. Tyler Johnson was good on the power play. He's gone. Like, I think that's that's the biggest thing with, like, looking at this Hawks roster at the start of the season, that it was it was not good top to bottom. And then the other thought is like people get hurt during a hockey season. That's just the way shit goes. And so when it, whenever people were going to start getting hurt, they had even worse players coming up to replace them. And that's why over an 82 game schedule, this team probably going to be at or near the bottom of the standings. We'll see just how low it gets. And as yeah. I say that, yeah. and as I'm saying that Shay Boris Kachuk just took a puck off the leg and now he's hobbling to the bench. So he might be hurt again. Oh, great. And he just came back. Here's the thing. Like with Seth, Seth Jones's injury is especially important on the power play. Cause as you mentioned, he's the point guy. Who's the best point guy on the Blackhawks roster after Seth Jones. That's a Caleb. legitimate worry. 
Caleb. Is it really Caleb Jones? That's yeah. a that's a major problem. That is a, it, 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 that no, is a okay. major, major problem. I thought that was the plan. They should call it is the plan, long. but long term picture, they need an offensive defenseman and they need court. They, they, they should call up a kid, one of the kids, Gula, anybody, um, to play a little bit, get them some time, and they could play top line power play, um, soft ish minutes. Um, that's what they should do. But the only time they call the kids is to inform them that they've been traded. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're going to Montreal, have fun. Recently, that is very true. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a quick time out. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some other hockey stuff, maybe some food stuff, and then we'll uh, call it a podcast. But uh, come on back on the other side of this break for all of that. Welcome back to Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. And as promised, before the break, we wanted to uh, dive into a few more Blackhawks-related topics before we get into our uh, potentially award-considered food discussion. But anyway, the... One thing that uh, it came up a lot, it was during the – was it during the Wild game when uh, yeah. about two and a half minutes left, tie game, Patrick Kane got hit near the boards. I, I think it was more of a unfortunate timing than anything malicious or dirty from the Minnesota Wild player involved. But whatever it was, it looked really bad, and uh, they were obviously getting a penalty. And as soon as the the situation happened, Max Delmi immediately went over, started to fight – with whoever the wild player was, uh, thus negating a Hawks power play. It was four, or I think they played five on five, and then the Hawks lost in overtime. And this is where the uh, the eternal debate about uh, that comes up in hockey about standing up for your teammates, yada yada yada. Uh, I think we all know the 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 sides here, and I, I'm trying to not, I, I'm trying not to make this a zero sum argument because I don't want to just say, oh, Max Domi's an idiot for doing that. Um, I understand that 90 to 95 percent of hockey players, maybe even more, are probably going to react in a similar manner to Max Domi in that situation. I just I feel like if there was ever a circumstance where maybe don't do that, that was it. Like with a tie game and two and a half minutes left and you're going to get a power play. And I think that sentiment is shared by Patrick Kane because if you go back and watch it, Patrick Kane tried to hook Max Domi away from the fight as it started to uh, to no avail. So I, I don't know if uh, any of you have thoughts related to this, but uh, I guess I'll, I'll swing it over in the usual order. We'll start with Shay to see what uh, your thoughts and feelings are on that. Yeah, uh, I don't think this is a surprise to anyone. This take <laughs> coming from me, fighting is fighting in hockey is dumb and should be gone by now. Um, in general. Uh, head hits, uh, concussions, everything's that it matters too much to weirdly mm. fight. And I think Max Domi on ice, on ice and off ice is just a meathead. Um, <laughs> well, and so, but, and, but and again, I, again, like, he's, it's, he's it's expected not, from him. He, it's, I think it's expected from the overwhelming majority of, and not even just hockey players. Well, I think that's just the professional. If, if, they, if, if, if it was Connor Murphy in the same situation, I would not expect Connor Murphy to fight there though. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I think, uh, there, I, I think, I think in 2022, it's less than 90 to 95%. I think it's like, well, uh, 33%. But what if the player that is getting hit is Patrick Kane? Like, I think, I, I think, think that's, I still think, I, I still think it's 33%. Cause I think, that, I think it's becoming more and more like there are players that you designate that are like that, that designated guy. I think that's why Ryan Reeves is still in the game is because yeah. like, he is that designated guy that'll stand up. I think I think that's your your Tom Wilson's uh, of the aspect. world. 
yes, I think that's an aspect of Domi's game that I think the Blackhawks knew they were getting when they acquired him. It's it's very Shaw-like. But, mm-hmm. like, a Shaw-like player is not going to last. It's also, like, not, uh, not the most beneficial player on ice in 2022. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just, it's it's like, it, I... I don't mind a player that has that edge. And I think most te- a lot of teams, you probably need a guy or two like that, but like the nice thing, about Andrew Shaw, is never a good thing. Yeah. But just the thing with Andrew Shaw is he was also good at hockey. <laughs> it's like that. That's the thing. Like, like the, the days of the guys who all they could do is fight. Like those guys don't those are, really those exist are, anymore. Yeah. Those um, are that's like the, the David coaches of the world are, are, are don't exist, but I guess. And then the reason this came up, uh, why I thought of this a few minutes ago was on the other side of that, like what just happened in this Hawks game, they just railroaded Alex Stalock and nobody jumped at Sazikas. And I just, I thought that was an interesting dichotomy. Like, like it's the first period. It's a scoreless game. Uh, even if he gets a five minute, the, the, like if you take a two minute penalty, the five minute major that he got, you're still going to have three minutes of power play. Like if there was ever a situation where I could be like, you know what? Yeah. Go beat the shit out of somebody for running your goalie. That's a situation where I could tolerate it. And I, I wouldn't be upset about it. Uh, Betsy, what about you? What do you think about that? So I used the phrase, um, it's admirable, but not smart. <laughs> okay. In my recap, because Look, I get it. I, it looked worse than it did in, you know, I think we all agree that it was more accidental than anything else. It's kind of like the the play that broke Kane's collarbone, you know? Like, oh, yeah. That wasn't a malicious hit. It just was in an awkward angle, and he hit it wrong. So I can understand. I totally understand Domi's, like, reaction. I totally understand the, like, drive to do it. And I think, I like you, I agree, there's – most players probably are okay with that. Um, I think Kane is smart enough to be like, I want to win hockey games and we could have, our power play is not great, but you know, like it's, it's still, a, the, it's still a chance. You still yeah, want a power still an play. Advantage. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's admirable. I don't, I don't dislike that trait in players. I, people know Boland, Shaw, those types of players yeah. are always extremely well liked when they stick up for for other teammates in the right way or in the right situations. Um, and I don't mind that that just wasn't a great situation to do it in. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think to like to what you said at the end there, like if, I think I'm more of like a time and place type of situation to where like, like in the first period of game, somebody runs or goal. Like if somebody had jumped in and tried to fight Sazika's there, I, like I still have there, there will be moments where the meathead in me will emerge. Like I did, I had just enough of a sports background growing up that I know that's in there. Um, and it, it'll come out like when Marion Hosa got run over by Rafi Torres, I was standing on a barstool MFing Torres at a TV. So I, like, I, I know that, that, uh, that trade is within me. And I, I, so I don't want to make it sound like I'm totally like saying every instance of a fight is stupid. Uh, but like, I, I feel like that one situation, like if I could just get like the, the always fighting crowd to be like, maybe in that moment, maybe let yeah. that one go. I will say that I think the reason nobody jumped in to Zekas right there is because Shalak looked legitimately hurt on the play. And everybody was just like, I don't want to fight right on top of him. Cause it looks like immediately the Blackhawks players both take uh, an Islanders player and kind of stand next to them and are like no 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 we're just gonna stand here and hope for the best because it just it looks like he got legitimately hurt so they that, 
That just reminds me of uh, when uh, Nicholas Cronwall borderline murdered Martin Havlat in the playoffs in I think 09. And uh, yeah, they, then no they had a the then they had a final. fight over the corpse of Martin Havlat. Yeah, like that happens. There's a co- there's been a couple of instances where a fight has happened and one player has almost like crouched over an injured player to try to prevent the fight from like hurting them. So I in that situation, I'm actually happy that they didn't do anything because can you imagine a head injury and then people like fighting over them? No. Yeah, M- Mill, what about you? What are your thoughts on all all of this? Well, first of all, let's not compare Alex Dalek to Martin fucking Havlat, okay? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we won't. Uh, the, the H stands for Havlat. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I don't think you can compare, like, the type of meathead, like, taking a run at somebody and fighting for the hell of it versus somebody getting hurt because and, like, defending them. Because when you're competing in the heat of a moment, it doesn't take much to set somebody off. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm not I don't really advocate for like fighting. I think it's the 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 John Scott days like that's, that's over. It's stupid. But I mean, like you know, when you're competing, you get into it with guys over damn near everything. It's hard yeah. it's hard to explain, but Yeah, like I I don't like part of what made the Blackhawks and Canucks rivalry back in the day so much fun is that a lot of there were a lot of fights. Like it, it's part of the entertainment. Like, and I, I understand to point about like the head injuries and, and like the long-term damage it does to some of the athletes, but it's like, I, I guess there's like, there is that, like that risk is never going to be totally eliminated from the sport in general. And, and like, I think to like what you were saying, Mill, like the, the idea of guys, like if they just have like a line brawl, like right, they drop the puck and five fights break out. Like those, that's dumb. Like those, those are stupid. I, I don't, those do nothing for me now, but if you have two guys that are going back and forth over the course of a game, and then by the third period, they're so sick of each other that they start punching each other in the face. Like I'm not going to like stand on my chair and go crazy for it, but I'm also like, I, I, I understand how it gets to that point. So I'm not as, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say offended. I'm just not as, uh, I'm not as turned off by those yeah. as, as I am when just two dudes just drop the gloves for no reason. Right. And like you see it in all kinds of sports, you know, uh, in football, basketball, guys who are playing, you know, defending each other the whole game, like against each other, whatever, get into it. But like those Canucks teams are filled with trash. I mean, they had like Maxim <laughs> Lapierre and uh, BX, Shane O'Brien, Burroughs. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of punchable faces on those teams. Yeah, just a bunch of fucking weirdos. And then like <laughs> to the Hawks, I mean, to the Hawks had like Eager and Burrish and Bufflin and yeah. guys who yeah. like to get into bowling, you know, guys I liked, but you know, it, it's, it's just uh, I, like, I'm totally with Shay's point of like the head injury. Like don't, don't fuck people up just for the sake of it. But I get why guys do it. You know, when, when somebody's laying there on the ground. Yeah. I, I just, it, I, I don't know. Like the idea of, I like, I don't know if hockey's ever going to ban fighting. Like if they did tomorrow, I wouldn't be upset about it, but I feel like I don't, uh, I feel like there was a brief time where I was like pounding the table, like they should do this now. And I think I've come off of that point to where like, it, it is feels like it does feel like it is somewhat phasing itself out of the game slowly because uh, as some of you were saying earlier, I forget who it was, but like, I think Shay, when you said like Ryan Reeves still exists, but Ryan Reeves can still play hockey somewhat, but like the guys that are just pure goons don't exist Those, anymore yeah. in the NHL. Derek, Bu- D- Derek Bugard would no longer yeah. make the NHL. Yeah, like, like, I, don't, I don't think Bob Probert would make the NHL. No, uh, I don't think I don't think I don't think either of them would clear the CHL. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, 
too, I mean, just being a fan, you can kind of see it. Like Dave said, like I remember going to games like in the early 2000s when the Hawks were kind of like when they were really shitty. There was tons of fights in every game. Well, they they had that one team, and it was like in in two thousand one, in oh one oh two, or no, maybe the year before that. They signed a bunch of goons, and like they kept the like, like Brad Brown and. Uh, Did you guys just see? Uh, 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 Grease Lightning Run Sorokin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so now we've got a goal. We've got an eye for an eye. Uh, I think this game might get very entertaining in the second and third period. Well, it, I think it might get more violent in the second or third period. Whether or not you find that entertaining is a matter of personal preference, but I don't think these teams are going to like each other very much. That was just – that looked just as intentional. Like, or um, just, just as I didn't get out of the way intentional. To to, uh, to pick up my uh, I was at that game quota for the episode, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I remember like 05-06 I saw the Hawks play the Canucks and Burroughs and Keith were both rookies and they fought in that game. And that was before the hair pulling thing. Yeah, that was I think that uh came up in when Duncan Keith announced his retirement. That was Duncan Keith's first career fight, and it was a just a oh. crazy coincidence that it happened to be against Alex Burroughs. See, I, I remember like a bunch of milestones, like guys thousandth game or five hundredth point or bullshit that I was at, but like that's funny to say, yeah, I saw Keith's first fight. It's like who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> but fuck Alex Burroughs. Yeah. But there's one thing we can all agree on. Yeah. I mean, right. let's be well, honest. I, I don't have any more hockey thoughts. Anything else for uh, for the panel for a uh, hockey-related discussion? Uh, we got we got plenty more games to go, so we'll have plenty like more I'm, topics to cover. Go ahead, Betsy. Now I'm just going gonna, gonna to go over to the Capitals game. Cause... <laughs> You're already turning off the Hawks. My, my boy Dylan Strom's having a game. Dylan Strom's having a game. Because Dylan Strom's having a good time. Not a good time for him to have a game. I would, I would prefer he's, uh, if he would stop having a game. Yeah, yeah, newsflash to people who are new to this to listening to this podcast, but we told y'all Dylan Strom is fucking good. Yeah. yeah. All right, what was he have? Two goals? <laughs> two assists, two primary assists. Oh, he had a right. goal the other uh, night. All right. I mean, uh, unless they're a really cool goal, a really cool assist. Like. The one he just did was very cool. Okay, all right. I'll also, he's a fucking playmaker, so don't pretend like that's what his calling card is. All right. All right. And on top right. of that, after not, the game, he will have nine points in 10 games. Cause come on. Just, just to piss us off. I mean, piss off fans that didn't like him. Well, well it, it pisses yeah, off. This is this doesn't upset me. I know. It upsets me because they let him walk for nothing and they could have like, true. Right, whatever. Um, well, it's just, it's just so weird that nobody like that. They couldn't find a buyer for him at the trade deadline. It's because they, they knew the position the Blackhawks were in. The Blackhawks knew they didn't want him and why pay anything for a player that they can get free in the off season. Well, because you need, you want to add him to your team for the playoff run would have been my thought at the trade deadline, but I don't know. I like, that's a bigger risk. Cause I mean, you're willing to risk for a one year deal during the beginning of a season, but if you only have limited cap space, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would necessarily go after him either just because of the inconsistency and the whole, Oh, he plays with Patrick Kane and Alex to thing. I can understand that. I don't understand not investing at least another season in him at a lower cap hit. Well, and look, and, and look what happens. You put him again, 
the, the whole argument against him always was, well, he were like, he needs good players to play. Well then put him with good players. <laughs> yeah. And now he's playing with, I don't know if he's on the same line, but he's on a team with Alex Ovechkin, who is uh, as, as first reported in second city hockey, a pretty good goal scorer. Um, Most would say. Most would he, say. He, we had it first though. Shay. Um, Mill, sorry. I think he's with uh, uh, Marcus Johansson and uh, Shiri right now, but yeah. Uh, and he has nine I, points in ten games with with Marcus Johansson <laughs> and Connor Sheary. I think so he's fucking bad. People, people it, who say that he can only play with good players. Isn't he playing on the power play though? Yeah, but I don't. I, I don't think he's got. I don't remember how many power he's got. Like that's stupid. Nine and ten games. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean Kubalik's doing well. Obviously, Rinkit's doing great. Doc's doing well. I I think every single player that did poorly that they were like that were young last season, I think then the fact that they're doing well now just like underlines and underscores our point from last year, which is that team was fine. Like the roster was probably pretty decent. The coaching was the issue. And that, and that takes me back to, uh, and I feel like I've said this before, but when the White Sox tore their team down in 2016 and got all these really good young prospects in return that are now the, the nucleus of the current team, and, and like they got so many players back in return. And then somebody pointed out, like, just think of how good this team could have been if they had a decent coach. Cause that was when Robin Ventura was at the end of his run and that things were going well. And I feel like the same principle applies to the Blackhawks. Like yeah, maybe this team would have been better if they had a decent coach. I, he might've been a better manager. Had he not got his ass beat by Nolan Ryan. <laughs> that was like 25 years. Ago. Yeah. But I, concussions can fuck you up for life. Good God. Man. Um, Somebody in the comment sections while we're talking about like coaching versus roster, somebody in the comments was like, said something like, well, even if they don't get a good, if they don't get top prospects, you know, at least they'll be a good team under Richardson for years. And I was like, they can be good, but not successful in the way that you <laughs> want them to be. Like, yeah, you don't want them to be the, the wild of the last decade and a half or whatever that was pretty good. They made the playoffs most of the time, but they never made it past like the first or second round anyway. Yeah. And and that's where the whole, the discussion we've had before about uh, every good team of the last 15 years, every cup winning team of the last 15 years has had a top five pick on their roster. So, yep. um, so we'll, we'll see where that goes. Uh, but hey, that's that's enough hockey discussion for one episode. Uh, let, let, let's yeah, let's let's get to the real reason why we all got here. Um, I I adore this time of the year, starting with Halloween yesterday. I think this like two months uh, roughly is the best time of the year every year. Uh, with all the holiday seasons, there's a whole bunch of great sports on. Um, I, and I don't mind cold weather. So this, this is the ideal time of year for me. And that obviously got me thinking about food things as well, because, uh, I have a week, there was just a little rain last night. So I've got an excessive amount of Halloween candy left over. Uh, we've got Thanksgiving coming up. We've got Christmas coming up. There's all the gatherings in between with all the food, they, uh, all the different menus and everything that are going to be consumed, during all that time, all our weights are going to go up by an average of 10 pounds each. So the thought was for discussion is these next two months, is that a better food time than what we're just going to loosely call the summer with all your various cookouts and all things of that nature? Cookouts, uh, and barbecues, what have you. 
So I'm going to disagree with you that it's the best time of the year because I think actually summer is the best time of the year. Food-wise, it is the best time of the year. And I think that's pretty indisputable. Okay. I hate the summer. Uh, Betsy, what'd you say? I hate the summer. <laughs> there are okay. some least favorite. Well, I, I hate the summer down here yeah, when for it's like the- Chicago summers. No, yeah. I don't like it. I know. Um, fall is my favorite season and I like the food. The quality of the food is better. Um, I like bar. So in the South, you can eat barbecue at any time. Um, summer barbecues are great. Winter barbecues are great. And I assume that's maybe the, the same in the, the North. Cause you guys tailgate. Well, like, great. Yeah. Like you could still, I mean, you can still do a, a pretty hefty smoke, a meat smoking session outside. Uh, you just don't have to be outside with it. You know, you can set up your smokers outside and sit inside the whole time. But I think the, it's just like, the general idea of that goes away in the winter. Like I have not been to a, an elaborate like grilling thing in the winter usually. And let's it's November. I know it's been 70 all week up here, but we're just going to call it winter anyway. <laughs> well, but, yeah, but it's just like, it's more, it's more just like the idea of like the food stuff that comes up this time of year compared to what happens in the summer. Uh, I feel like just, this is the best, the better time for food things. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I the, I like heartier stuff, like heavier stuff too, when I'm eating. So, okay, Mill, what about there, you? Oh, sorry, Shade, if you had another point. No, 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 go ahead, no. Uh, I don't care much for the summer. The older I get, because I still have to work, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's just too fucking hot out in Indiana and the Midwest in general. But um, I I think the food thing I I agree with, but like also you can kind of. When you're an adult, you can kind of make whatever you want, whenever you want. True. So it's kind of like, I feel like it's more, it's not the food itself. It's that everybody is in the same mindset and puts in the effort, like when it's Thanksgiving or whatever, versus like, you could do that in the summer, but nobody gives a fuck. Let's, <laughs> let's go grill hot dogs or whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, like there, there are plenty of summer holidays, though. Like there's um, yeah, of July. Memorial Day, 4th of July. Uh, like Labor Day is kind of the end of it, but that's usually all a pretty big kickoff weekend. Though. Well, so are Thanksgiving and Christmas too? Well, like, when your well, when your when your football team sucks, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, between the Bears and the Lions and the Steelers, and what are we Steelers? Good. Yeah. Well, the Steelers, the Steelers are probably Steelers are go, good. The Steelers they are, are? five hundred. Well, they're they've gonna, been good. They're going to go five hundred. Bears or Lions. They're gonna do that thing where they go five hundred, miss the playoffs, and and get a worse draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, like I, I think the uh, like like alcohol is on the on the menu at all of these things. I think for the most, anytime there's a social gathering, that's just a yeah. I, I just <laughs> I, go ahead, Jack. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Stuffing doesn't taste as good outside of like late November. Like mm-hmm. even December, it's just not as good. It's arguably in late November the best food in the world. I I think stuffing is right up there with literally anything else. Yeah. Um, because there's nothing, there's literally nothing bad about stuffing, and there's plenty of ways to make stuffing uh, yeah. to your liking. It uh, is. We have. It is very versatile. Yeah, we always have two on the table. It's just it's stuffing is again. I think it's <laughs> I think it's literally perfect. So. Like, yeah, it just time of year is just always like, and then cookies, you have it around Christmas. The Christmas cookies are yeah. always better than other cookies. Yeah. Cause I like, cause all the, it's just all the seasonal stuff that pops up that you don't get any other time of the year that just, 
And Peppermint bark. Yeah. Yeah. Eggnog. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we. These are. These are. It's a way to like prepare myself mentally for like everything that's gonna happen to me in two months. Like, I went for a bike ride today because it's nice and warm, and I'm like, I just, I, I'm trying to burn off the calories now for what I'm gonna do to myself for the next two months. Yesterday looked like Silent Hill outside. Today it was 66 degrees <laughs> and sunny. <laughs> what the fuck. I was gonna say Resident Evil, but yeah, say a similar yeah, idea. Same shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was spooky. It was perfect for Halloween. It was like foggy. You know what? All right. I, I, I didn't want to do this because this is going to just be old man yelling at a cloud. But uh, like last night in, in our area, and again, uh, I don't know what conditions were like for you, Shay and Betsy, because you're not very close to where we are geographically. But it was like maybe like 50, 55. And it like was kind of misty and rainy all day. But I felt like there were no there were no kids out trick or treating. At all. Yes. And I yes. don't think the conditions were that bad last night. I don't know what it was like down by YouTube, but it's just I, I don't know if like kids just don't do trick or treating anymore or like if just your, a little bit of weather kept kids kept them did away. Your, like town or anything declare a different day. No, no, it was it was always Monday five to seven. I just had a bunch of shitheads who didn't wear costumes or say thank you or some didn't even say trick or treat. I, I had a, one kid that gave me like a full on like uh, trick or treat smell my feet whole thing, mm-hmm. and she was doing it with like uh, fangs in her mouth so she could barely talk. I almost emptied the bowl I'm like the, just for the effort alone. But yeah. I, I I guess the general thought is like like trick or treating still like a big thing. Like I, it was huge when I was younger. I don't know if it started to go away for any reason, but yeah. So down here it was like it, so it was like stormy later in the night, but like it was decent. Uh, around like trick or treating hours, I've heard for, uh, being on terminally online professionally. Um, <laughs> That's plenty, I, plenty no, of people. I'm just I'm laughing at the terminally online professionally because I think yes. there's uh, so many people that will like laugh and then like. Uh, agree but also regret that that's where they are but that's where right i'm for my job i cannot leave twitter even though i really want to um so there were plenty of people like complaining that like there was a general lack of trick-or-treaters and i think some of them blamed uh 2020 and the covid pandemic uh because it sort of did impact a generation of trick-or-treaters i had a lot of trick-or-treaters in 2020 actually Come to think of it, I passed out candy. I know it sounds weird, but I remember because I was in a costume and all the parents liked it because I was Wayne from Wayne's World, and because uh, <laughs> I had the hair, I had the hair for it. But yeah. um, it was like I remember being like, "Wow, there's a lot of trick or treaters." But I feel like some people felt comfortable because you could like it was outdoors. Yeah. But, well, it, yeah. I guess I hadn't thought about the the pandemic effect. Like maybe that is. One thing, but no, I, I think it's probably right. I just feel like it must be by area, right? Uh, yeah, it was. Um, my mom said that a lot of trick or treaters came out, but on Saturday, because the mm. city declared, was like, hey, maybe oh, try to okay. trick or treat this time. And then my 14 year old nephew did not trick or treat, but he went and hung out with like friends that did, can- and then like people brought candy back. He was like, half of people like went trick or treating and then came and hung out. So I don't, I don't okay. know. Maybe I, I just, I didn't know if it like my, my situation may just be an anecdotal one. I also, I, I should probably, uh, for the sake of, uh, uh, 
full full context is the the house next to me is vacant and doesn't have any lights on so um because <laughs> it's just no one lives there it's really weird i think i think it might be like a money laundering scheme or something i don't know but they had no the lights on so like if you look down the street where i live it was kind of dark and i think if you you know people might have just looked at that oh well none of these people are home let's skip to the next block but uh, i i had other people in this area that I talked to that seemed like just because there was like a little bit of like rainy and misty weather, you know, when I was a kid, we went trick or treating uphill both ways in a blizzard for like so, fucking 16 hours. And, and all we get were toothbrushes and, and we rocks. were grateful for those toothbrushes and, we had, and, and, and rocks like Charlie Brown. There was, there was a legitimately a dentist like three houses down from my parents' house, and he always gave out toothbrushes. At, toothbrushes and apples. No, yeah, not, apples. Even, not even an apple, just a toothbrush with his with, – I think that had his office's uh, address on it, and I wonder if he ever got egged. I remember like uh, going trick-or-treating and giving like a – they're like those little toothbrushes, I think, mm-hmm. right? Like the and travel being, size ones? Yeah, and I'm just like – I get it because the dentist is probably like, oh, like this is candy's bad for you, brush your teeth. But it's also like, fuck you. <laughs> like, like my parents bought me a to- toothbrush. Uh, I, I was fucking, you know, like I get it. But like, <laughs> come on, bro. You're being cheap. You, you get those for free at your office. <laughs> oh, well, apolo- a- apologies to all the dentists out there. Right, we know no, I'm do. not. I'm no. not. No. <laughs> Dentist. No, <laughs> I agree with Mill. No apologies. Yeah. All right. No, yeah. My, my apology retracted. Well, well, like, I mean, if you're not going to give out, you don't have to give out candy, them. but there's a guy, like, for example, like, there are people who hand out, like, silver dollars or gold dollars or whatever. I, and the other way, I had a neighbor who used to do uh, cans of pop slash. That's actually for, bad. Ass. And that's, that's just, that's just, just, uh, you had to, Make sure your bag could hold it because otherwise it was going to fall through at some point. And then all your candy's going to fall out and then you got issues. Well, I don't know. I used to take a pillowcase. Yeah, we I think we just did like grocery bags. So we, we weren't cool. We, that was well, that, that would have been a better idea for sure. I did the pillowcase so it wouldn't uh, rip. Mm. See, I like see, that was yeah. the idea. It's better and move on your part. But, yeah, uh, you know. But anyway, uh, so we, we did establish uh, this is the best food time of the year. It was that that seemed like it was a consensus agreement. I thought there would be more. Why, why the hell not? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Honestly, like if you're not a if you, like, okay. So I've stopped eating in an effort to cut weight. I've stopped eating beef and pork. I thought you were just gonna say you what? stopped eating. I'm like, well, that's one way to do it. That's <laughs> no, but like, like Fourth of July, basically off the table now because I can't eat hot dogs and I can't eat burgers. Well, the fake yeah, hot dogs eat... are delicious and they're full of protein. I, I already prefer turkey burgers anyway, yeah. but. Uh, like that's that's like the, the, what that's the competitor summertime yeah i pretty much yeah. it's like I, what 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 special food is there in spring i guess part of that comes Peace. down to just how much of it it depends on how creative people get in the summer the people in your life get with their food situations in the summer um but i think that but that also can apply at the during the holiday season so yeah, I don't. I just think I think uh, I think it's part of what Mill said about there's more like a concerted effort from everybody together because they're like big cultural holidays on the map, and there's just um, and they're just really centered around the food. So I think 
and and maybe this is like a Midwest talking point because of, you know, it's colder. So we're not worried about out. We know we're going to be inside and we know we need to have good food because we're not going to be outside. So we need something to enjoy inside and it's going to be the food. So God damn it. We're going to make some good food. Yeah. Oh, this is when chili, this is when chili starts. And that's oh, like the best. Oh, I we should forgot. talk about chili though. We should talk about chili though, because living in Texas, they do it right finally. Chili, you know what? Chili, chili doesn't have beans, people. We've, we've talked about. I this think we've before. talked about this exact topic before, and I wholeheartedly did. chili. I we don't have enough time to get. Maybe we'll do this next in another episode. I need to go back through the archives and figure out what chili related topics we've had. Shay seems to be on this hell bent. Uh, no beans. Doesn't chili. have beans. Uh, the main ingredient of chili hey, is like the meat. My mom's family chili recipe has beans in it, so you're trying to call my mother a liar, and I will not have it. <laughs> that seems go. like a good place to stop. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll come back to the chili debate. I'm sure it'll come up at some point because uh, it's it hasn't gotten cold enough here to make chili yet, but uh, I'm sure it's coming sometime soon. I'll be sweating if I made chili. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that's going to do it for this year episode of Musings on Madison. Uh, episode 101, by the way. Uh, I Thank you to everyone that came back after our special 100th episode of uh, Musings on Madison. I guess we should uh, get ready for the second period of this Blackhawks game tonight and see what other shenanigans happen. But uh, thanks to Shay and Mill and Betsy for hanging out this evening, and thanks to all of you for listening. Shay is on Twitter at Jehosa's Witness. Mill is at Mill182. I'm at DML57. Betsy's not on Twitter, but you can find her at secondcityhockey.com under the name LBR. And that's also where you can find all of our stuff, uh, all of our game recaps, previews, yada, 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 all that good stuff. And then uh, 2ND City Hockey is the main Twitter account. And uh, you can follow along with all our stuff there as well. And uh, we'll be back next week with whatever happens over the course of the next week of Blackhawks hockey. But uh, we'll hope you'll come back for all of that, and we'll talk to you. Again.